0: And if you'll listen, I think you'll get some help. Second, Second Kings chapter 13. 2 Kings. About four years ago, a similar message out of this same text was preached to me. And I needed it. It's one of the most helpful messages that I think has ever happened in the ministry. And I wasn't, obviously, in the ministry. I was, pre- I was preaching, but not in ministry the ministry means a pastor and so um but i was in bible college and this message was preached by the keith russell not this message i don't remember the message he preached but this is the message the lord gave me and so our text this morning deals with some events at the end uh, near the end of elisha's life and at the end of elisha's life he had received the call to carry on as a prophet in the absence of elijah and you know all that stuff so let's stand our feet if you could and if you're able Read the scriptures this morning and second Kings chapter number thirteen, verse number fourteen, if you found your place, say amen. amen. And let's read. The Bible says in verse fourteen, Now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness, whereof he died. Joash the king of Israel came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him his bow, him bow his bow, him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, put thine hand upon the bow, and he put his hand upon it, and Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he so opened the window down the window eastward, and he opened it. Then Elisha said shoot, and he shot, and he said the arrow of the Lord's deliverance, and the arrow of deliverance from Syria, from thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aethik, till thou shalt till thou have consumed him them. And he said, Take the arrows, and he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, Smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed. The man of God was wroth with him and said, Thou shouldst have smitten five or six times. Then hadst thou smitten Syria, Syria till thou hast consumed them. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. Thank you for standing. Lord, we love you. We ask you, God, to help us this morning. Lord, pray God you bless the reading of the word and the preaching. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. I, I, we know Elisha as the one who um took place of the of Elijah. And he was in the absence of him. He got the double portion of him. And there is much we can consider this concerning the life of Elisha and the miracle of Elisha. He performed through the power of God. And this man uh, received um a double, portion, a double portion of double portion of the uh, 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 of of Elijah. I mean, that's that's a that's a pretty big thing, wouldn't you say? Uh, I mean, I'd say it's a pretty big thing to receive a double portion of that man. But but no one in the Bible was called a man of God more than Elisha was. No one in the Bible is recorded more times called the man of God than Elisha. Uh, what did Elisha do? Well, Elisha he um. Uh, the widows' oil was multiplied, right? Um, the widows' oil was multiplied. The, the the pottage was healed. The Shumat's uh, son was raised from the dead. Uh, Naaman was healed from leprosy. I mean, you could look at so many things. The axe head swam. You ever seen an axe head swim? Um, the axe head swam. That was because of Elisha. And, and the Syrians were defeated and surrounded by chariots on the mountain of fire. And, and there's so many different things you can look at in throughout Scripture of the miracles of Elisha through the work of God. Second uh, Kings chapter number 6 and verse number 17, the Bible says in Elisha, prayed uh, and Elisha prayed and said Lord uh, I pray thee and open his eyes that he may see uh, that he may see and the Lord opened the eyes of the young man he saw and behold the mountain was full of horses uh, and chariots of fire round about Elisha the God, this man prayed down fire but he prayed down fire with chariots and horses too uh, Elijah prayed down fire this man prayed down fire with the chariots and horses uh, Elijah prayed down fire and 400 and something uh, uh, 400 and something worship Spear of Bel died in that day in that hour, but I'd say surely this man was a man of God he was and we must understand that in this time Israel um, was a wicked rebellious nation so it is today it's a wicked and rebellious nation and so in our text the Syrians here were coming against them and it was very serious it was very imminent and it was taking place then it was no doubt about it it was going to happen and so King Joash comes to the man of God Elisha and he's desiring him to intercede on behalf of Israel and so Elisha Offers uh, um, sound wisdom, but Joash uh, lacked obedience, and many today uh, face difficulty and defeat uh, due to the lack of obedience. Okay, uh, the lack of obedience, and so I'm not saying that any uh, one here this morning uh, is being, is living in disobedience uh, or anything along those lines. But I like to obey the Lord uh, and preach on what the Lord has put on my heart, uh, and I'm going to preach on this thought this morning. A question: uh, Is our we shooting all our arrows? Are we shooting all our arrows? Are you shooting? Am I shooting all my arrows? Now I want to look at our text this morning and the Lord preached to me through this sincerely. He really did. So I want you to get what I have this morning through the word of the Lord. I'm not even going to lie. He he really dealt with my heart about this. Uh, so I want you to know, number one, the reputation Elisha carried. Uh, the reputation uh, Elisha carried. And so in verse number 14, the Bible says, Now Elisha was falling sick of sickness wherever he died. Uh, and Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, um, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Uh, so there's a reputation there. I want us to look into the circumstances which are taking place here. Uh, Israel was under threat of attack uh, from the Assyrian army. army uh, and King Joash uh, uh, was burdened about the battle. And he sought uh, the counsel and help uh, of the man of God, of Elisha. And you, you must understand, he was not... Uh, 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 he was not a God the King. Um, uh, Joash was not a godly king when reading read in verse number 1 in the 3 and the 20th uh, years of Joash the son of Azariah a king of Judah um, Je- Jehoah- Jehoahaz uh, the son of Jehu began to reign over Israel and Samaria and reigned 17 years uh, and he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord and followed the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat which made Israel to sin he departed not there from he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And, and so there's many things that we can look at, but I, but I tell you is that uh, um, he sought out the help of Elisha. He wanted the counsel of Elisha, and he was following the ways of his father there, but he, he followed there, and this sins uh, of Israel were catching up to them at this point in time. And so judging them was on the horizon. It was was impending that they were going to be judged for their sins. And so what we see here in this verse was not normal in that day either. You know, kings did not humble themselves before anyone. Kings did not humble themselves before anyone. Kings did not wait upon prophets. Uh, They did not come up to prophets and ask prophets for their opinion. Uh, I mean, there was very few occasions that it happened like that, but it was the other way around. Uh, But Joash here knew uh, the power that Elisha had with God uh, and the prayer life that he had uh, and the relationship that he carried. He knew that he could touch heaven when he prayed. uh, And he knew uh, um, that God would honor Elisha's request. And so he knew that if he had any chance of overcoming the Assyrians, that he would need Elisha to intercede on his behalf. And friend, I tell you this morning, there's going to be some points and there's going to be some applications to the points. And so, beloved, I tell you that, that this is a great truth that needs to be recognized in our day. Our nation has turned her back on the Almighty God. And I'm not preaching this. I'm not preaching this. I'm not replacing Israel with a church, by the way. I believe there's principles that the Old Testament gives us that can be applied to this day. That's how I preach the Old Testament. There's principles that can be applied to this day. We have grown Arrogant today, though Uh, we have grown arrogant, and everything that we have is against God. Uh, Everything that we have, uh, they've turned evil for good and claimed good to be evil and evil to be good. Uh, That's not the case. Uh, Many feel that they turn, they're alone, uh, and they're responsible uh, for the blessings uh, that they are enjoying uh, and all of that. But men of God uh, are no longer sought after in this day. Uh, They're no longer asked for in prayer. They're no longer. Respected uh, in any way, shape, or form. The man I, I work with, uh, not, not the good ones, but the man I work with, uh, he's a great guy, um, but he could care less if I'm a man of God. Uh, he cusses like a freight train. He could care less. I've told him time and time again. Uh, um, but it's okay. I mean, it's okay. He's alright guy. Um, and he's a great guy to work with, uh, but he's just cusses like crazy. But I tell you the truth, friend, is that I know we do it different around here. Uh, I know everything like that. Uh, but this world and our leaders. Uh, feel that they are accountable to no one they're accountable to no one we need to place our confidence in the, the Lord alone and cry out for men of God uh, and pray uh, and, and, ask, and, and for godly saints to intercede on our behalf on the behalf of them friend God is our only help and prayer is our only hope we must reach God And Elisha had a reputation. Secondly, I want you to notice the reputation Elisha carried, then the ruling Elisha commanded. So the Bible says in verse 15, Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows, and he took unto him bow and arrow. And so a lot of people would have shunned Joash. Probably some of us would have shunned Joash here. We would have thought he was only getting what he deserved. He's wicked. Joe Biden asks you to do something, you're just going to say, You deserve it, man. You've done it to yourself. No, that's not true. But, but, but is that, 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 all I'm saying is that leader. all I'm saying is leaders, okay? Uh, wicked leaders. And so Elijah responds uh, with compassion, though. He responds with wisdom. Uh, and I wanna, let's consider the instruction that he give here. Um, notice a few things. I want you to notice number one, the command was specific. Command was specific, he tells it very clearly. He says, and Elisha said unto him, take bow and arrows. And he took on him bow and arrows. Pretty specific, right? I mean, he's pretty straight to the point. And so Elisha was not mean in to tell Joash what he needed to do. In fact, he was just very specific to it. He told him exactly what he needed to do if he was going to gain the provision of God. If he was going to gain what God wanted, uh, and if he was going to gain the provision that God could give, uh, then I tell you, he had to listen uh, to, to, to the Word of God, to the man of God who was, uh, by the way, in the Old Testament, the man of God was uh, the one who was the representation, representative of God, by the way. He was, uh, but, but m- 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 we can note here, we need to heed that in our day. We need to heed that in our day. It's very simple, and yet we have seemed to make such big trouble in submitting to it. The Word of God. We seem to make it such big trouble to submit to the Word of God. And if we expect God to move in our midst or in our land, to heal our land and save the people and to save the lost, then we have to come to God on His terms. We have to come to Him on His terms. You would agree with me this morning that we are in no position to set the terms or the limits when coming to God. We cannot do that. We cannot do that at all. He expects us to respond to His Word. John chapter fourteen, verse number fifteen says, "If you love Me, keep My commandments." John chapter fifteen, verse number fourteen says, "Ye are My friends if you do whatsoever I have commanded you." And I tell you, I am. Am do- ask yourself, am I doing? This life, the way God wants me to live, uh, according to his word, uh, is what I'm doing pleasing to him. Uh, God is very specific. And it's high time. It's high time to get exactly what God wants for our lives. Amen. It's high time. The command was specific. Secondly, the command was sensible. The Bible says in verse number 15, Elisha said to him, take bow and arrow, and he took bow and arrow. And so, so it's very. This doesn't seem to be an unusual hard command, does it? I mean, it doesn't seem like very. I could walk into my office right now and grab my bow and grab my arrows. They're right there together, and I could get them. It's a pretty easy command. Pretty easy command. Pick up the bow and pick up the arrows. In fact, you know, it makes perfect sense. The enemy is closing in to us. The nation is in danger of being conquered. We're about to be overtaking. And what better advice than to take up a bow and an arrow to prepare to defend against it? Yeah. Right? What better advice could he be given? The battle wasn't Israel's anyway. The battle was the Lord's. Right? The battle wasn't Israel's, the battle was the Lord's. Uh, the battle was the Lord's here. Uh, and I tell you, uh, you know, he wasn't expecting them to deliver themselves. Uh, just to be obedient to the Lord. That's what the, that's what the objective was. Why is it that, that that we can make serving the Lord so difficult? Why is it? I, I'm not belittling our service to Him or making light of it or anything. But God has not given us a task that is impossible to achieve. God promised that if He called us to something, He'd give us the ability to do it. And the grace to do it. He promised to do that. And I, I'm sure you would agree, victory over this world can be achieved. It can be accomplished. It absolutely can, but we, but, but we do not want to, to get complacent in what we have here. We don't want to get complacent over what we have here. We must do as he commands for us to do. And so I'm telling you is that, you know, lost people most of the times aren't going to invite themselves to church on Sunday morning. They're just not. Somebody needs to invite them. You know, the enemy isn't going to pray that the Lord will manifest himself in our presence. And in our midst. Somebody needs to get a burden burden to see the presence and the power of God. Amen. Somebody has to get a burden. It's not just the pastor's job either. Somebody has to get a burden. The world will not get any brighter as long as our candle is hid under a bushel. It will not get any brighter. You know, somebody needs to live for the Lord. The kids need to see Mama and Daddy live in it too. And these are not hard or unusual commands. They're specific they're sensible. Pretty easy, right? Number three, the command was not only sensible and specific, but it was strong. Verse number sixteen, the Bible says, And he said to the king of Israel, put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it, and Elijah put his hands upon the king's hands. And so so do you see the principle here? There's a principle in this. There's a principle in this verse right here. Joash didn't possess the power he needed within himself, and so he put his hands upon the bow, and Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And so so the representation here and the principle here is he needed the power of God if he was going to be successful in this fight. He needed the power of God. If he was going to succeed in this fight, if he was going to make it through this fight, he needed the power of God. And we place a lot of emphasis on a lot of different things, but I know me, and oftentimes I seem to forget, I seem to forget that all is vain without the power of God in our lives. Everything's vain, friend. We need Him more than we breathe we do we need him more than the breath we breathe we do we absolutely we do we will accomplish nothing of value without the power of god god help us to be hungry for that power this morning amen the command was strong and lastly the command was sufficient verse 17 and he said open the window eastward he opened it then the said shoot he He shot and he said the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria for thou shalt smite the Syrian's affect till thou hast consumed them. And so uh, it was so so shooting at the enemy was saying I'm ready to fight by the way. You shoot at somebody and see if they're ready to fight. And so the, the shooting is saying hey I'm ready to fight and Elisha revealed that God had promised a victory for Israel. He said... And he said, open the window each word. And he opened it. And then last said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the Lord, era of the Lord's deliverance. And the era of deliverance was here. For thou shalt smite the Syrians. You will. You'll take them out. You'll take them out. And I tell you, he would deliver them from the hands of men. If is the big word, though. Could I remind us to whom we belong this morning? We're not serving a dead God this morning you know we're not serving one who is weak and and one who is hiding and and powerless Uh, and we're not serving the we're serving the almighty risen savior this morning Uh, that's who I'm serving Uh, you know he's already conquered sin uh, death, uh, hell up on the cross and he has carried captivity captive, Uh, he's set at liberty uh, those who are bound by sin uh, and there's no need to be feared uh, or dismayed about God uh, or about where he's sitting he's not shaking in his boots his knees are not quivering friend God knows and we're more than conquerors through Jesus Christ and I have read the back of the book friend and we win amen Amen. hallelujah we win we all win you win, win. I win and we all win Uh, friend he's the king of kings uh, and he's the lord of lords uh, and that's the truth Romans chapter 8 verse number 31 Uh, the bible says what shall we say to these things Uh, if God be for us uh, who can be against us Uh, it is the case Uh, are we shooting all of our arrows this morning Uh, are we holding back Uh, are you doing all God wants you to do Uh, is God calling you to preach Uh, is he calling you to missions. Uh, are we really shooting all or are we holding back this morning? Amen, Amen. Amen friend. The, the reputation Elisha carried, uh, the ruling Elisha commanded. Thirdly, I want you to notice the response Joash countered. The uh, Bible says in verse number 18, uh, and he said, Take the arrows, and he took them, and he said unto the king of glory, Smite gra- upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed. Now, this response here, the counter that he had back. Uh, to what Elisha had commanded him didn't involve words. It just involved action. Look at what took place here. I want you to notice the command. The command said, and he said, take the arrows, and he took them. And he said, "Upon unto the king of Israel, smite upon the ground. So, so the command Elisha told Joash to take the arrows here uh, and smite it upon the ground, and and he was to take each of the arrows and smite them upon the ground. Now he was uh, to holding he was to hold back nothing. Uh, There was nothing that he was supposed to keep back. Uh, All that was in the quiver would be offered unto the Lord. Everything that was in that quiver, and uh, isn't that what the Lord expects of us this morning? You know, I believe he expects us to fully submit our lives to him. I, I believe that he does. And, and we can leave nothing in the quiver. We must be willing to lay it all out there. giving the Lord full access, access and full control. Amen. Full. There was a command, friend. There was a command, and he disobeyed that command. I want you to notice the capability. It tells us as we read. And he said, take the heirs, and he took them, and he said, to the king of Israel smite upon the ground. And so maybe Joash didn't really fully realize the opportunity that he had presented before him. Uh, um, or maybe he would just ha- have responded differently if he would have. But, but, but he had the capability to experience a complete victory. Uh, God is sovereign. Uh, you believe that? I believe that God is sovereign. Uh, and he isn't li- limited to our abilities. Uh, he isn't limited to our actions. Uh, you cannot limit a limitless God. Uh, but I am convinced uh, um, that many times we miss opportunities because of disobedience. We have the potential to see great things in life and experience God's power, but many times we miss it because we are unwilling to meet the Lord's commands. Friend, I tell you, some of you in here need to realize your capability. Amen. No matter your past or what you've done, uh, um, the Lord can use you. And if you'll let Him... uh, he will. You say, well, preacher, I, I, just, I just can't do this. And you'd be right. You'd be right. But what can, God, what can God do? There is power in the Lord, but you must give yourself all to him. You must give yourself to him, friend. I'm telling you, I didn't, never thought I'd be preaching. Here I am. With the help of the Lord. It, it's all him. You know what the world needs? world needs preachers compatibility command thirdly I want you to notice the com- complication it says at the end of that verse and he smote thrice and stayed uh, and, uh, and he smote thrice and stayed Elisha had not said three Said Elisha did not tell him in the command to smite three heirs did he? he did not tell him to smite the ground three times disobedience was the complication you know, he told him to smite the arrows that he had. Uh, and for some reason, Joash uh, smote three times and stayed. Uh, he stopped. He, he said, I ain't going anymore. Uh, he decided that three would be enough. Uh, he, had compa- he had a capability uh, for more, but thought he, he, he did all he needed. Now, I don't know about you, but I need all of God's help. I cannot go on without the Lord. But friend, I tell you, why did Joash stop with three? Uh, I really don't know. Uh, is it possible? Is it maybe possible that he wasn't completely committed to the Lord? Is it? You know, I, I, I cannot tell you. Uh, you know, he may have felt that, that, that if, he, if he only needed uh, help to start, he may, may have felt he only needed help to start. I can handle the rest of it. I, you, you think, thank you for helping me start it, but I'll handle the rest of it. Uh, and the rest, you know, he can just do on his own. And maybe, maybe, maybe people were looking on and he was worried about what they might think about him. I'm just making up things. I I don't know. I, I I cannot tell you, but but there's a great principle here, friend. Amen. And God has required that we empty out our quivers. You know you'll never find a quiver as far as I'm concerned with lesson six. I looked it up. I don't know of any of this less than six. It also uses the child, by the way, in Psalm chapter 127. It also uses the the child, the womb, the the, the family. It also uses them as a quiver. It said, blessed is the man who has his quiver full of them. If we're taking the Bible... At obedience and disobedience. I I hate the, I mean, I I absolutely hate some people can't have kids. It's unfortunate. But if we're taking the Bible at the Bible and what the Bible says and we're using the first principle, is that right? First mention principle. Then what are we going to do? If we're going to use it here, then wouldn't that mean it means it over there too? On most occasions, yes. He gave, he did not give it all. Therefore, he was disobedient to the Lord. Friend, all I'm telling you is that God has required that we empty our quivers out before Him. Amen. He's required that we had... He hasn't just... Uh, he, he, he hasn't asked just for those areas that were comfortable or that are easy. He has asked for all that we possess. Uh, that's what the Lord has asked. And we must, uh, we must uh, be willing to give it all to God. You must be willing, friend, many, maybe some have gotten to the point of areas in their life where there's areas in their life that are just off limits. Lord, you can't come to that. I'll give you everything else, but you can't get that. Y'all with me? Just telling you this morning, maybe we've come to a place we can go no farther. It doesn't mean we're just quitting. It just means we're staying. He never quit. He just stayed. Can I ask you a question I had to ask myself? And have to continue to ask myself, what is in your quiver that could be hindering you for all, being all God wants you to be? What's in your quiver that could be hindering you from all from being all? God wants you to be there. There's really a lot of things that, that, that I've had to combat with, and, and you know, in my own life, there's a lot of things I've had to combat with. Uh, but but a lot of things, and still to this day, I am. But there's a lot of things that it could be. You know, we think about it: what pride, bitterness, arrogance, anger. Complacency. I mean, there's a bunch of things that you could look at that could be hindering you uh, from being all God wants you to be. Uh, God, don't miss this. I've said it a thousand times, uh, but God never saves someone for them to just sit on a pew. Amen. Never does God save someone to just sit on a pew. How many pew sitters do we have? He'll never save you just sitting on a pew. I'm not saying he doesn't save people to be, be song leaders he doesn't save people to do this and that and, and within the church or, or blah 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 but God wants us to God, we, we know what the church is for right everything that comes into the church must go out even people I mean it, it's a continual process we must grow up and throw out I mean we must send them uh, who will go for us what the Lord said. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. Who will go for us? And I'm telling you, friend, is that there's lots of things. And and the way God looks at us, uh, uh, the way that God looks at it is different than us. It's not stages of bad uh, and it's not stages of better. But I tell you, it's it's either obedience or it's disobedience. God help us. Reputation Elisha carried. Ruling Elisha commanded. Response, Josh countered. Fourthly and lastly, I want you to notice the reading Elisha made clear. Verse number 19. The Bible says, The man of God was wroth with him and said, Thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. Then hadst thou smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. Elisha was not happy, but rather he was angry. Because Joash had been disobedient and he had missed his opportunity of obtaining victory. Full victory. You know that Elisha got partial victory? Hmm? Let me show you. End of the chapter, verse 25. And jo- jo- Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, took again out of the hand of Behinnadad, the son of Ahaziel, the cities which had been taken out of the hand of Jehoaz, his father, by war. Three times did Joash beat him and recovered the cities of Israel. He did not, he didn't lose, but he didn't experience everything he could have experienced. With me? So the point I'm trying to make to you this morning very clearly is that you might be victorious. I'm saved, praise the Lord, thank God. But until you're serving at full capacity, you will not be all God wants you to be. That's harsh words, but I'm saying it with full compassion this morning. And full assurance and full liberty from the word of God on what to say. His friends, I'm telling you this morning, he missed opportunity for complete victory. He could have completely destroyed the Syrians off the face of the earth. You're hearing me, right? How much has the Syrians gave us trouble? They would have been wiped off the face of the earth, but one man... Now, this isn't in my notes, but this just the Lord just gave me this. But one man disobeyed, and millions are still having to deal with it. Think about that. Mil- There's been thousands of p- men and women that have died defending our right and defending in Syria. Realize that. One man the work of the Lord could have stopped all of that but because not because of disobedience that's all it was he didn't get what he could have all because he chose not to do what he should have I'm not angry with you this morning I'm not honest God but I believe there's all of us in here that could use be, that God could use in a more seating manner Every one of us. I'm not talking about uh, take out of your mind monetary gifts. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about service. Not within here. Within here. But outside. How much more could God use you? I, there's, I mean, I'm talking about preaching. I'm talking about just going out and doing the work of the Lord. You know, And I tell you, friend, if we'd only do it could God do with us you know you know you have you've not been entirely disobedient but you've not fully surrendered either you know what will the lack of full obedience cause it will cause the lack of full victory over something if you lack obedience full obedience then you'll lack victory and you know we can look at it different ways Sins oftentimes cause us to doubt. Is that right? Not just our salvation, but doubt a bunch of things. And if sin causes us to doubt, there must be some kind of disobedience in there that could cause that doubt. Just as it happened here. He was disobedient. So therefore he did not have full victory. That is something else. I mean, it's very clear. He didn't have full victory because he disobeyed. Beloved, the Lord needs laborers this morning. Mountain Valley needs laborers. This world, lost world, needs preachers. And our job in this church is to raise them up. This community needs preachers, you know that? A bunch of church in our community they ain't got church, no, no no shepherd. Ladies, this community needs ladies who witness and pray, be godly examples to the other ladies. There's so many ladies around this nation, around this community, that need to hear from you. Really, I'm telling you, friend. What is it that's standing between you and what God wants you to the Syrians, I mean, are you holding something back from how God wants to bless you? If you're not shooting all your arrows this morning, you can come to this altar and empty your quiver out before the Lord and see what He'll do for you. Stand to your feet this morning, please, and thank you. We're not going to get a song of invitation, we're just going to open up the altar. Want to ask you this morning, are you shooting all your arrows? Is everything that God wants you to be really what you're doing? If it is, praise the Lord. I see it from this view. I don't think any of us are all we God wants us to be. Me, me included. I don't know if you need to pray this morning, but the altars are open. And Lord, we love you. We ask you, dear God, to help us, Lord. Help each person in here this morning. God, help us to be a witness for you. God, I pray you call preachers, call missionaries, evangelists, teachers out of this church, Lord, to be used for your glory. Lord, help us not to hold anything back. Nothing back. Lord, but to give it all to you. Lord, we need your help this morning. I love you in Jesus' name.